0: Welcome to the week 16 edition of the Fantasy Football Brothers podcast. My name is Blake, and I am here for the first time since doing this podcast in person with my younger brother, Carson. Wow. Yeah, it's a momentous occasion. Across the table from each other, I can we can look at each other in the eyes, Yeah. start
1: laughing weirdly in weird moments like right now.
0: Yeah. And uh, As no one laughs. Yeah.
1: I guess I'll just start with, I'm disappointed, lost in the semis in our main fantasy football league the lowest score I've had all season. I won, went on a six-game win streak. I was 4-4, four and four, ended 10-4 and four for the regular season just to have a horrible performance in the semifinals.
0: So it's sad, but hopefully we can help the people that are still playing for something. Yeah, I'll say this. Um, Carson had a good team, and a lot of people uh, in Week 15, if you had a good team, you probably lost because yeah. there were a lot of talent, like star talent players. Yeah that just completely underperformed, just crapped the bed, did not show up for you in your fantasy uh, playoff matchup. So uh, hopefully you you use a two-week format and maybe you can bounce back because, I mean, it, it, it hit the whole league in a lot of ways. Um, it I saw that it was the lowest uh, number of touchdowns on a Sunday since, like, 1994. Wow. Um, I mean, it's a few games were
1: postponed, but still.
0: Yeah but I mean it was pretty it was a pretty uneventful week weekend it was I mean you got people like Russell
1: gage getting 20 plus for from my opponent so I mean that's just the type of week it is I mean he's had a few good weeks lately but come on really so yeah yeah we can move on jump into the first game 49ers Titans um, I would say look out for Elijah Mitchell but he's already been ruled out he hasn't played in a few weeks he'd been getting a ton of carries but you'll be without him. Um so it'll be interesting to see if they use Debo running a lot because in this past game he had six rushes for twenty nine yards and a touchdown on four receptions on sixty yards for eighteen point nine points, so that's good. But something that's not good is Brandon Ayuk had one reception for 36 yards, and then Kittle still did his thing, not like his past two week performances, but six receptions for 93 yards, you're still happy with that. But Brandon Ayuk, four point six points. Is there enough left over in the passing game for Ayuk if Debo and Kittle just do their thing?
0: yeah we've seen it from him um i I was actually pulling up jeff wilson's stats because you did not include them in the notes yeah Uh, i want to mention him real quick he he's a good pickup uh he was just kind of mediocre last week last week as in week 15 yeah uh 19.9 fantasy points is mediocre to you
1: oh i didn't see that
0: yeah 21 carries 110 yards one touchdown what did he do in week fourteen? five
1: and a half oh that's what messed up because it was a longer week and i was doing this it was showing last and i thought it was week 15 but it was showing yeah. week 14 week because 15, of the extended window week
0: 15 it was like groundhog day it never ended yeah
1: because of those tuesday games okay yeah so jeff wilson would be a great fill-in for elijah mitchell um seeing as what he did in week 15 and it's not like an amazing matchup for him though because this titans defense breaks 20th and passing yards a for per game so that's pretty good but They've this been... is a rushing this is a rushing offense and this Titans defense ranks second in rushing yards allowed per game at 86.9.
0: Well, yeah, we watched in week 15 how Najee Harris got shot down yeah. by them. I mean, four and a half fantasy points, that's his worst total as a uh, as an NFL pro. Yeah, so Jeff Olson's definitely worth adding. Um, but Yeah, I mean... he's available in a little over uh, 50% of leagues, so uh, definitely be on the lookout for him, although you don't like the matchup. So, no. honestly... Uh, I think it's probably better off to have him, uh, even if you have to keep him on your bench, just so that your opponent doesn't use him against you.
1: That's true. That that is a good strategy. Uh, We can move on to the Titans to kind of a shorter list of players. Uh, Deonta Foreman, 22 carries for 108 rushing yards, two receptions, 27 yards. Uh, He kind of had an ankle injury during the game but he seems to be completely fine off that. This is his second 100 plus rushing yard game this season, so you really like to see that. Um I think he's reliable. Do you have similar confidence level in him?
0: Yeah, I feel pretty good about him. Um 49ers defense can be tough and even in a good game like we still I mean his his fantasy ceiling is still I mean it still hasn't reached the high teens really. So yeah. uh, I think you kind of know what you're getting from him at this point. Yeah. Uh, obviously a touchdown changes that pretty significantly but um yeah i think he's a i think he's a serviceable flex and we can uh we can move on to the pass catchers if you'd like
1: yeah i mean i'm only gonna talk about aj brown just monitor his entry status with his chest he's come off of ir and it could play this thursday uh, but what's your confidence level if he plays because there hasn't been a reliable option besides him and even he has been unreliable this season so what's your confidence level
0: he has been but i think if you're if i think if you're starting a titans pass catcher it's going to be uh, aj brown yeah uh i have him on a roster i roster him and i will be starting him yeah uh, I think he's, I mean, I think he's at least flex worthy because even in the games where he wasn't great, he was still, I mean, high single digits, which yeah. is kind of, I mean, obviously not what you expect from him, but when you do get what you expect from him, I mean, it's it's mid-teens or, I mean, he's got a couple games here, 27 points in week seven, 31 and a half in week eight. So he's had uh, He's had moments of what uh, we saw from him last year uh, to kind of yeah. influence his draft position for this season yeah
1: so, it's yeah you're probably confident enough to start him but disappointing yeah. for what you drafted him at for well, sure. well
0: and the other thing too is if you bench him and then he goes off yeah. you you know and he has the season yeah. he's done it so i think i think if you have him you're probably rolling him out there obviously you may have other options because he has been unavailable for a while and he has been underperforming for most of the year so uh just monitor that as as the week progresses
1: yeah and as blake said not a great matchup san francisco ranks sixth in total yards allowed per game so pretty strong defense Uh, we can move on to the first christmas day uh, matchup and that is browns packers Uh, nick chubb had 23 carries for 91 yards and a touchdown one reception for two yards as well so that was good for people that had him in uh, their lineups cream uh, hunt who was on the COVID list but i think is being taken off of it but the coach says it's highly unlikely for him to be available against the packers is, is that because of covid or because of an injury that's still lingering uh he said
0: regardless of covid
1: protocols okay. it's unlikely so it's based on the injury okay Yeah, and he's only played two games since week six, and you wouldn't feel great about this because the two games he's played besides week six are the Ravens twice, so that hasn't been a great sample size, but don't probably don't even have to worry about him, and if he's not there, I think you still feel good about Chubb. Um, And then Jarvis Landry, who was on the COVID list, but I think is expected to be available. Uh, Double-digit fantasy points in the past three games he's played. So I'll ask you, does Landry's like de facto wide receiver status, because of no OBJ, in this offense, keep him reliable enough to at least be a flex? Uh,
0: a low-end flex, I would say. I mean, it's still Baker Mayfield or someone else throwing the football. Yeah. So you don't feel great about that. I mean, he's had some good totals uh, lately, but it has, uh, I mean, one of them was uh, on a rushing touchdown. He had a rushing touchdown that game. Um, otherwise, good amount of targets, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I there really hasn't been a very reliable Browns pass catcher yeah. this season. I mean, we've seen what OBJ's done with the Rams now, and how he's kind of looking over at Cleveland like, hey, I have just as many touchdowns here yeah. in the last three weeks as I did the entire time I was a Brown. Yeah. Other than his Week 15 performance, we'll talk about that later though. <laughs> but yeah, he has been better
1: generally. Uh, but yeah, not a great matchup. Green Bay defense ranks eighth in total yards allowed per game, so pretty strong defense. Uh, we can talk about the Packers first team to clinch a playoff spot, right? They clinched their division, so I think they're the first team to clinch a playoff spot. So sounds right to me. That's interesting. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers had a good game, twenty three point eight two fantasy points, looking like his last season self. <laughs> Maybe not all of his last season. Yeah, self. Yeah, MVP Rodgers. Yeah, but he's looking good again. And there was a point in the season where he wasn't looking amazing, but he's 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 reliable. But Monar's injury status still down with his toe injury I guess or is he like, completely fine Well I'm just I'm shaking my head cuz the toe
0: injury is not going to keep him out Yeah It's Aaron Rodgers he's going to play I mean he's been that's been listed for like 3 weeks or so yeah, so Yeah he's got covid toe
1: He's got covid toe so um,
0: but well yeah I mean it's probably going to linger for the remainder of the season it'll probably be something that he uh I don't know if there's going to be surgery involved in the offseason. season yeah. that's pure speculation but um I think it I think it's not going to keep him out of any games uh based on that alone yeah all right aaron
1: jones 13 carries 58 yards two receptions 12 yards and a touchdown which allowed him 15 fantasy points moderate his injury status because of his knee i guess he's dealing with but back-to-back games saved by touchdowns as far as his fantasy points are concerned but do you expect him to regress to his his lack of volume i guess i should say meaning his fantasy production yeah
0: um it's kind of it kind of comes down to the way that they use him i mean it's it's clearly a committee we talked we've talked about it for the past few weeks how they view it as a you know kind of a one-two punch there um and it's a it's a strong committee too i mean a.j dylan and yeah. aaron jones there there are a few dynamic duos uh at running back i mean there's a handful but like yeah. that's a, that's a strong contender for number one um that being said Uh, You do like in PPR formats how Aaron Jones seems to be getting more of that usage uh, in this offense. And especially with, I mean, Marquez Valdez-Scantling placed on the COVID list. So uh, that's one less person to, you know, theoretically compete with for catches that should help Jones get more involved. Uh, I remember earlier in the season when Devontae Adams was uh, unavailable and they had like one healthy pass catcher, uh, Jones racked up quite a few number of catches in that game and had very few rushes so i think they're using him in a di- in a dynamic way and it's going to allow him to keep having uh you know some success but not to the amount that you would hope for uh from an rb1 yeah i agree let me know if you th- do you think this is too rash is aj
1: dylan just Completely unusable if Aaron Jones is there because he had a touchdown and only had ten point five points and I didn't write down his week uh, fourteen totals but it was mediocre. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I th- you think you have to be p- kind of desperate to yeah. to use him when Aaron Jones is available. Uh, I mean, this is actually kind of a unique thing this stat line because as we saw, or as we've seen since Aaron Jones's return, that AJ Dillon has actually been out carrying Jones yeah. in most games. Yeah. So in this game, Jones outcarried him and uh, outreceived him only by one catch, but still. Yeah. So maybe this is a step in the right direction in terms of Jones uh, having an edge in the committee, but uh, that's kind of something you have to wait and see. I think. I mean, Dylan has had kind of standalone value uh, recently. Uh, maybe that's going away, but it's it's difficult to say at this point.
1: Yeah. And then Devontae Adams under his uh, bar, which is a really high bar, but still did his thing. Um, but I'll ask you between Marquez Scantling, which keep an eye on him because he was added to the COVID list on Tuesday, and Alan Lazard. MVS had 20.8 fantasy points in week 15, whereas Lazard had 20.9 in week 14. So who would you rather roster? I know someone in our league had MVS and dropped him for Lazard, and then that kind of burned
0: him both times because they alternated. But who would you rather have? Um I think we've seen more from Valdez scantling this season than Lazard. Lazard was yeah. uh he was hot at the beginning of last season as a rookie. I, right? Yeah, I th- I think so. Maybe. Um but I remember cuz I kept him on my in my IR slot for like most of that <laughs> year and then when he came back he was nothing special. Yeah. Um I mean it, it's it's clearly Devontae Adams and then it's a pretty it's a pretty steep uh drop off after that. So yeah. you're kind of you're kind of picking at scraps i think mvs has we've seen more from him this season so i'd, I'd go with him yeah
1: all right not a great matchup browns defense makes fifth in total yards a lot per game so uh, another test for this packers offense but we can move on to the next christmas matchup and the last one uh colts cardinals uh jonathan taylor against your patriots i had that game on because well i'll just skip to this saw michael pittman get ejected and get 1.7 fantasy points for me. Wasn't happy starting him because I knew it wasn't a great matchup, but... Hey, I told you to lower expectations. It shouldn't have been that low, but yeah. that was... Uh... Uh, I mean, I would have been better off starting Bourne and Jacoby Myers, but I wasn't going to feel very great about doing that. So, yeah. But that was really the only, thing, uh, only other option I had. Um... The stat that Wentz only completed five passes yeah. the entire game is yeah. pretty amazing. I think it was five different people, too, so the best they had is one... Yeah. Catch. Do you expect Pittman to bounce back? I mean, he's a bit he'll do better than that. I yeah. feel like I can bet on that. I mean, at least. if
0: we watched we watched uh, uh we watched the Detroit Lions kind of put it to the Cardinals, yeah. so I I think that I feel better about Pittman than pretty much anyone on that roster. Um Amon-Ra's kind of coming on late, but uh Yeah, Pittman's a proven asset at this point in the fantasy season. I I, I mean, it was a bad matchup. I, I said that in last week's episode. Uh, I feel better about how he'll do against the Cardinals this week.
1: Yeah, and I read that uh that game ceiling Jonathan Taylor run was the fastest recorded speed of a ball carrier this season. So they keep on getting faster and faster week by week, I guess. <laughs> Didn't look faster than that Derrick Henry run. That Derrick Henry run against the Bills looks the fastest to me. But... Yeah. I guess not... Uh, bigger frame. Yeah, I guess. And uh, the Cardinals' defense is easier to or easier to rush against, ranking 17th, but 5th in passing yards a lot per game. So uh, I don't expect... Uh, Taylor, Taylor I think, the matchup I doesn't think, matter. I th- yeah, I
0: think... I mean, so a, a lot of his yards came on that final play yeah. where he got the touchdown. They did.
1: He really didn't have a lot of points before that play. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I want to say that was like a 13-point play. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Yeah, so, I mean... I, the question going into that week was if the if the New England defense could hold him under a hundred re- rushing yards they almost did yeah um, but uh, 29 carries and with how talented he is it's really difficult to yeah. to keep him uh, to keep him down. I think that uh, I think that I mean we watched Craig Reynolds run for over a hundred yards so yeah. just think what Jonathan Taylor will do
1: yeah yeah that's true we'll talk about him later but he can move on the Cardinals. Disappointment. I mean, Kyler Murray, 12.58 fantasy points. Uh, I expect him to bounce back. That's all I can really say about him. Uh, James Conner, 9 points. Edmonds, 5.3 points. Uh, monitor James Conner's injury status. He's dealing with a heel injury. But with Edmonds and Conner, do you expect this
0: backfield to bounce back? Or can you not trust either of them? Um, well, I mean, we've seen throughout the year, like, James Conner has a lot of touchdowns when Chase Edmonds was healthy. Yeah. So you feel better about Connor from that perspective than Edmonds yeah. rest of season. Like if they both remain healthy. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to start benching Connor based on this performance. I, yeah. if, if we were to, if we were to analyze all the players that underperformed in week 15, you'd have no players on your roster Yeah. for week 16. So that's true. Um, I think, you know, it's a, it was a fluke week and i'm not losing faith in connor uh Edmonds, i'm just not as high on in general but um i think he can be okay yeah especially in a game like this where they they may be behind all
1: right i agree uh christian kirk had nine receptions for 94 yards and a touchdown for 24.4 fantasy points aj green had four receptions for 64 yards and Ertz had six receptions for 74 yards um so, has Kirk proven he's the best receiving option? I think when I asked you that last week, I think Kirk was your pick to rise out of all the pass catchers. Um, don't yeah. Don't remember that exactly, but so, do you think that this is true for the rest of the regular season for how the pass catchers will be in this
0: offense? I think that Kirk has the most boom games among uh, Cardinals pass catchers without Hopkins present. Yeah. Uh, but I mean we've talked about it all year long. It's it's it can be anyone week to week. So it seems like they have a
1: more reliable floor though, with Hopkins at least being out. I mean all of all three of the guys I named had double digit fantasy. Fans. Sure, sure. Yeah and but... a game that they did very poorly in
0: yeah i mean it's it's a it's a good amount of targets that will be diversified among uh more talented pass catchers yeah. so uh not to say that those guys are more talented than hopkins but yeah. like in terms of next next man up remember like the first after the first four weeks and it was like rondo Moore leading the
1: statistics and now he's just completely gone as far as like fantasy is concerned like i yeah. know he's definitely still involved as far as that a team is concerned in the nfl but not not really they haven't been using him the same way as they did the beginning not the, of the same way for sure yeah yeah uh and the Colts defense, middle of the road. So I mean, should have been a good match, good matchup last week. But I would expect the people that you have been relying on this offense to bounce back.
0: Yeah, if they, if they drop three straight, then it's uh, it's going to be panic time in Arizona.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay, we can move on to the first Sunday matchup, Lions Falcons. Whoa, <laughs> great mm-hmm. matchup right there. I Could can't be. believe the Falcons are like seven and seven, six and eight. Like I was surprised that they even had that many wins. Yeah. And the Lions are—they're getting it going. It seems I yeah, can't they're, believe they're, it. They're
0: just trying to—they're just trying to uh, not have the first pick next year. Right. They're <laughs> trying to sabotage their draft for next year. Yeah,
1: honestly, uh, props to them for trying though. It probably is. I mean, they're professional athletes. They're not going to just lay there and die. I guess so. Uh, DeAndre Swift—he's been injured. Monitor's injury status. I guess there's a chance shoulder injury yeah
0: we we've talked about you know what we think in terms of his uh career that Doesn't he not yeah i mean they should they should stop winning games they should uh they should really rest their their proven talent uh and just and hang it up but I, it's a it's a first year head coach so it's difficult to uh to give up on him in that regard yeah. so I, I get it but um yeah, we're we're going to have to continue to monitor until there is a definitive decision made on DeAndre Swift. Yeah. And then Jamal
1: Williams reinstated from the COVID list on Monday, but Craig Reynolds, 26 carries for 112 rushing yards, one catch for 5 yards. What do you make of this performance for Reynolds? Cuz I guess against the Broncos, I think he had like 70 plus rushing yards. He had another good game, not a 100.
0: I feel like it was yeah, um it's a good game. I'm going to look that up, but I think that uh I mean, he seems like a player that's really emerging um he had 83 rushing yards yeah i
1: read his story like 11 carries his only college offer was like a d2 school and he was undrafted i think seven different practice squads apparently the team calls him netflix
0: because he just came off the couch like that's <laughs> so funny yeah i heard about that too it's cool um yeah i think you know he's a uh, he's he seems really good i mean i it's weird that he's just kind of emerging emerging now, but yeah. I, I think it has something to do with, you know, the opportunity that he's been provided, uh, given Williams and Swift being unavailable. Uh, they must be liking what they're seeing in practice from him, in it. and it's showing on the field on on Sundays. So, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a fun player to watch uh, right now.
1: Yeah. All right, we can move on to Amon Ross St. Brown, my DFS guy last week like what he did for my team he had 23.5 fantasy points uh is he
0: legit i think he is double digit targets in three straight games i want to say um yeah and i mean the 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 trouble is jared goff but he's been playing better as of late Yeah, he has been playing better so uh, i mean that's that's the limiting thing is the quarterback so if uh goff can stay competent uh, I think St. Brown can have a, a pretty good role, and it it it's difficult to really uh, get excited about a Lions player. <laughs> well, I mean, besides swim. just because of golf, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I think that this this recent stretch has been more of an anomaly than more of what we can expect moving yeah. forward. So uh, ride the wave, but you might crash hard. Yeah, um, if you roll with St. Brown, that is true. Ah, uh, Josh Reynolds though, had six receptions for sixty-eight yards and
1: a touchdown. Uh, he's averaging roughly thirteen and a half fantasy points in the past four games he's played. Um, is he worth adding? He's rostered in three point one percent of leagues, or is there enough to go around? I I, mean,
0: I would say refer to my last statement yeah. about Saint Brown. We're yeah. we're talking about the same stretch of games where Saint Browns come on. Yeah um you
1: obviously feel more confident in st brown
0: yeah you can ride the wave these are good these are really good dfs guys more so than than fantasy because uh you know the uh the consequences of putting a player like this that that is on a hot streak uh going into your fantasy playoffs or continuing through your fantasy playoffs uh is a little bit more risky than a dfs where you can make it up elsewhere
1: yeah that is true um that's a good matchup. The Falcons defense ranks 26 in total yards a lot per game and 30th in NFL points a lot per game. So who knows? The Lions could maybe get another win. Yeah. You never know. I mean, drop they just their, beat the Cardinals. Drop
0: their draft stock even lower. Yeah.
1: We can move on to the Falcons. Cordell Patterson, 11 carries for 18 yards and two receptions for five yards. Good for 4.3 fantasy points and i know he's been struggling lately i don't know his totals from the past few weeks but i think back to back single digit performances are close to it but... yeah
0: i think he was a double digit but just barely yeah uh, i'm pulling that up right now
1: how worried are you about him as okay you're that so up?
0: at san francisco we just read those stats He got 4.3 fantasy points uh the three weeks prior in descending order so 14 13 12 uh, he had 13.9 in Week 14, 12.6 points, and then 27.5. Mm. Uh, there he is. <laughs> I think that's more of the San Francisco defense yeah. than uh, a panic around Cordell Patterson. I mean, he's been a double-digit scorer in every other game this year except for two. Yeah, so, you can't mention. No, and especially against Detroit. Like, I think this yeah. guy is going to be popular in DFS. I think he's going to be popular... Uh, back on rosters if you survived the first round of the playoffs, um, it's really week 17 and 18 at Buffalo and then New Orleans that kind of scare you based on those defenses. But uh, I mean, based on his receiving usage, because you know he was came into the league as a receiver, um, he still has that upside. So we haven't seen that much lately. Uh, his his reception totals have been lower than earlier in the season, but his rushing totals have been up. So. Yeah. Uh, There's a balance to how they're using him, and I think that uh, I think Patterson bounces back this week. Yeah, Russell Gage, your favorite
1: player, maybe next to Zach Wilson. Uh, Eight receptions for ninety-one. That's that's harsh for yards and a touchdown. Yeah, that's true. But twenty-three point one fantasy points is he legit is he worth can you trust him i mean i he had a few nasty snags
0: in the last week's performance i saw that he had i guess me. i mean this may be a this may be a bad hill to die on but i i still i mean I, i'm still sour about how he yeah performed for me when i picked him up uh when, back in week 10. yeah zero catches so that's ridley's in for you basically correct Something like that.
1: I don't think you would have played him if Ridley was there.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's right. Yeah, but I feel like Ridley was gone before week ten. Either way, yeah. either way, um, he has been he has been performing pretty well lately. I'll give him that. I think that I think it's a hill that I gotta die on. Um, other people can pick him up and and roll the dice with him. I just don't. I don't really buy it. I. I, we, we still have yet to see Kyle Pitts emerge. Yeah. And I, I, like, w- I don't know what they're waiting on. This guy's got... Last week he had four catches for 77 yards. Um, He should be getting more catches than that. I I just don't understand why the guy that seems a lot more talented than Gage is not putting up the numbers that Gage has. Yeah, I'll talk about Pitts for a second. Another mediocre fantasy performance. Um, but...
1: I remember going in the season, a lot of fantasy analysts I was listening to were saying, like, don't draft pits too highly. Uh, Tight ends always progress and mature in the league way slower than any other skill position. And they were just saying things like, Rob Gronkowski, it would seem like a low bar statistically in there. Like, Rob Gronkowski is the only person to ever do it this early in his career. Like, as a rookie, it usually takes, like, three or four years. And Mm -hmm. apparently he's, like, the first tight end, rookie tight end to have, like, 800 receiving yards in like a very long time so he's like doing amazing for a tight end as a rookie but yeah that just shows you that they are usually don't have that great of rookie performances
0: yeah i mean i'm looking at his his game log here he's got he has one touchdown on the season and it came in week five before their week six bye um hasn't scored a touchdown since then and really hasn't gotten above 60 receiving yards besides last week um, since week 10. So I
1: think he's legit. I think he'll have a good career, but I guess that's right. As far as fantasy is concerned, I don't think you can ever trust a rookie tight end yeah, for maybe, whatever reason. Maybe
0: that's the takeaway here, um, and of course that's uh, hindsight speaking, but yeah. uh, for next year I have no idea right now. What the uh, tight end draft class looks like, but uh, keep that in in the back of your mind when you're drafting. Yeah,
1: and then Lions defense relatively weak, but I mean we saw what they did against the Cardinals, so I guess take that grain of salt. Yeah, they're playing scrappy football, <laughs> biting kneecaps. Yeah, we can move on to Rams Vikings. Yeah, this should be a fun game. Yes, uh, a shootout I would think. Uh, Matthew Stafford didn't really capitalize on his uh, matchup against the Seahawks last week. Fifteen point four six fantasy points. Um, so we say
0: last week but it was just yesterday when they, we're recording this was just yesterday <laughs> that is true
1: um so daryl henderson and sony michelle so six carries for henderson 18 for michelle it's just them slowly reemerging him into the offense reintegrating of yeah
0: he's he's being reintegrated yeah, from his quad injury from his from his time on the COVID list um and michelle's getting it done yeah michelle as a rusher Sonny Michel is a competent running back. Um, he is not very exciting. Uh, not great in the passing game, uh, as we saw last week, week 14, where he had no receptions. But um, yeah, it's, it's a tough time if you have been riding Henderson's coattails this season, because he has been uh, pretty solid, uh, based on where you drafted him especially, yeah. Uh, but it's becoming more of a committee. Um, I think even when Henderson's fully healthy, I think it's going to be more of a split than it has been earlier in the season. Yeah. Uh, just based on how Michelle has filled in um, against various opponents and... and... with them being a Super Bowl contender, I mean, why would they rush him back in? They're probably going to be happy to do a committee if it yeah. works. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's... Uh, a lot of uh, Super Bowl teams usually uh, feature a committee in you know, that yeah. running back, so... Uh, it totally makes sense for them to transition to that, but it's unfortunate for the uh, individ- individual values of those players. Yeah, Cooper Cup, who my opponent had, I looked at our. <sighs> we can maybe most. Go. Yeah, he's the most rostered uh, player on fantasy or on uh, playoff teams, like fantasy yeah, playoff. Yeah, that teams.
1: makes sense because yeah. of where
0: you drafted him too, and him just being the fantasy MVP. And maybe
1: we can do like an episode at the end of the season where we look back on our draft. But I was looking at some of the wide receivers sticking around him, like Brandon Ayuk was one pick after him yeah and i was looking at like all of ani someone who's in our league mm-hmm. he took Ayuk a pick after him I, that's not even crazy he drafted alan robinson before him he drafted aj brown before him both the guys that were definitely being drafted before him and it's just crazy to think like yeah. how how you could have gotten screwed if and how lucky more this is more of the takeaway how lucky you were to get cup for yeah, where you got him. Yeah, if you're, ha- I mean,
0: you're definitely you're thrilled with where you got cut. Yeah, um, I drafted Woods before him, but that was a common thing too. So, yeah, I mean ADP is a is an interesting thing. Uh, there's especially... always one player
1: like this, but this is like even this is more than I've ever seen as far as someone who just is the MVP and was drafted as like a wide receiver too.
0: Yeah, you can look at ADP um, at the end of a season and think, you know, what if what if this what if that but i think the thing to take away from it is uh, moving into next year uh, focus on those players that did play that did emerge and did play really well i mean cooper cup is going to be a lot higher highly yeah. a lot higher drafted next year uh and probably won't reach these heights next year just because yeah i just mean it it's, yeah it's just regression so
1: i mean what was michael thomas's season after the reception the record-breaking reception he has he had a
0: full season i think he got injured yeah yeah so you're not saying that's in it, yeah but... that's not the best comparison but um it's, recent one he's he's riding extremely high and it's very hard to sustain that so yeah uh be happy be happy to have him and uh just we'll we we'll, uh let's move on yeah all right but odell one
1: reception for seven yards van jefferson two receptions for 23 yards and one carry for 10 yards and i'll, I'll just say this right away this is a good matchup against the vikings Ranking 30th in total yards allowed per game and 23rd in uh, points against per game. I think they rank last in uh, fantasy points they allow with
0: wide receivers. But, I
1: mean, who do you like more between Odell and Jefferson? I think I probably have asked you this question before. but
0: um, Recently, I would say OBJ. Yeah. Because he's been getting more catches and Jefferson's been getting long touchdowns. Yeah. You can't really count on that week after week. Yeah. Um, Although he did have a stretch where he, that's exactly what he was doing yeah. week after week. Um, Three-week stretch, I think. But, yeah, OBJ seems to have kind of slid into that number two wide receiver spot. Um, I would say the bigger takeaway from Week 15 uh, in, in regards to the Rams was that it was just kind of a slower pace game. It wasn't – I mean, it, they it, the final score was 20 to 10. So yep. there weren't many points scored. Uh, there, uh, there were 20-plus rushes by the Rams – uh, I think there were around 20 rushes for the Seahawks, so it was just kind of a slower pace game. I th- it's not really uh, conducive for a lot of uh, production from the wide receivers. Yeah. All right, we have could... Cooper Cup, of course. That is true.
1: <laughs> we can move on to the Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins,
0: 12 for 24, 87 passing yards. Primetime Kirk Cousins is a real thing. Yeah. He crumbles under the big lights.
1: All right, so this is just a normal, I think, noon game on
0: Sunday, so can he <laughs> bounce back? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah, I really do. I mean, and we, we like we said at the beginning of this uh, matchup preview, we do expect cut or we do expect this to be a high-scoring game. Uh, the Vikings like to keep their games close, and that means a lot of scoring back and forth. And that's uh, that's how the Rams usually like to run their offense is a lot of scoring and a lot of uh, high-paced offense. So, should be a good game. I think Kirk Cousins bounces back yeah. uh, pretty well. In addition to Dalvin Cook.
1: Yeah, Devin Cook couldn't carry me. <laughs> 11.1 fantasy points. I mean,
0: you gotta love the volume, 30 yeah, he, touches. But yeah, he got he got the touches, just couldn't get it done with. Uh, yeah. Didn't find the end zone, and that hurts.
1: Yeah, that definitely hurts him. Uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, kind of low performance for his standard, but still not bad. 14.7 fantasy points. Um, Adam Thielen, monitor his injury status. Uh, he's dealing with his ankle injury that he suffered a few weeks ago. He could be available for this game. KJ Osborne has not been consistent after that one game and Conklin hasn't filled in for that role either so I guess if the only other option you could hope for is Thielen to just be available
0: yeah if you're playing Osborne you know you're kind of hoping to cash in on a touchdown get lucky yeah um kind of have a Van Jefferson stat line low receptions but high yardage and and at least a touchdown so yeah um I agree with what you're saying with there. Yeah,
1: and Rams defense, I expected them to be better than this, honestly. Middle I mean not bad, but dead center sixteenth in passing yards allowed per game and sixth in rushing yards allowed per game, that's good, but I expect them to be like top ten and everything, but I guess not.
0: Yeah, I mean they've been more of a they've been more of a high powered offense than a than yeah. stonewall defense. They just so. got a
1: lot of big names. Like they, I can name like three players on their defense, and that's a lot for me. So yeah, <laughs> they got to be doing something right. Yeah, something right. <laughs> All right, we can move on to a great matchup. Yeah, toilet bowl. Jaguars Jets. Uh, James Robinson tied for the most touches in a game for Robinson this season. That's not a question, even though I have a question mark there. Um, so Urban Meyer's gone, and I think James Robinson's free again.
0: Yeah, it helps that Carlos Hyde was inactive for this yes. game, obviously. Um, and it also helps that he didn't have his old Ohio State football coach there to play him, Carlos well, Hyde. Yeah, I mean, I think... I, think I really it, do
1: believe that that was a big part of it.
0: Yeah, we we have taken part in the, uh, in the bashing of uh, Urban, Urban Meyer... Meyer. Yeah. Uh, it's very popular nowadays, but um, focusing on this team moving forward, uh, you feel better about James Robinson. He's getting a more consistent workload, and uh, you love the matchup against the Jets this week. They are last in total yards allowed and points allowed, yep. so lots of opportunity for players like Robinson to uh, to cash in for you again. Yeah, the only other player I want to talk about on this team is Laquan Treadwell.
1: Um, we've talked about him in DFS before six receptions 57 yards 11.7 fantasy points double digit fantasy points in his past three games i mean it's been like 10 10 11 but yeah is he worthy of waiver acquisition rostered in 0.7 percent of leagues i mean Cortland sutton
0: is on more teams than he is and he, he is. shouldn't be. he <laughs> is i would here's what i would say i think you have to be in a pretty deep league in he's order to he's a great dfs in order in to consider opinion. treadwell yes he is a good dfs option he's been reliably cheap um, the past few weeks, I'll say this: I think I would assume that this guy might be a rookie. I don't. Yeah. I haven't heard of him before. He wasn't on the team at the beginning of the year. I don't think. Could have been undrafted. So maybe a rookie. Well, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying uh, that maybe he is someone that we can look to for next season yeah. to be kind of a breakout candidate. Um, uh, you would expect. You would expect Jennifer Lawrence to Jennifer yeah because of the hair yeah um, you would expect Trevor Lawrence to improve as a yeah. quarterback over the off season uh, kind of make a make a second year jump yeah um, and you know under a new coaching staff you can you can hope that this Jaguars team will uh, kind of get things moving in the right direction so
1: I mean unless he's forgotten by everyone because not many people are probably talking about him like we are, but I'm just noticing this. Um... I don't think I'm going to make that move after getting burned by LaVisca Chenault as a breakout. But I mean, if he's literally my last pick, then so be it. I think he might be a good guy to uh, take a chance with.
0: Yeah. We'll have to see, you know, there's a lot of change that happens with every off season, um, free agency and all that. So yeah. we'll, 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 pay attention. We'll, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep some notes on, on this as we uh, look forward to next season. I mean, this team's going to be different with like Travis Etienne
1: being healthy running back. So yeah, a lot of changes. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Jets. I'm only going to tell about Michael Carter, and he had three points. So, uh, well,
0: he only had nine touches. Yeah, and so, so they're
1: slowly reemerging back in this offense. But as we talked about, they're reintegrating. But as we talked about before, uh, he really had his most success when Zach Wilson was not the quarterback. I do expect. I do think this was mainly because it's just his first game back from injury. But uh, until Elijah Moore returns, are you starting any Jets players?
0: Not really. I mean, not if you don't have to. Yeah. Uh, The matchup is good, so I think there's some opportunity for uh, DFS plays. Um, But in terms of regular fantasy, if you are in the playoffs, you probably don't roster a uh, Jet.
1: Yeah. Probably not.
0: Yeah. Um, All right, we can move on to
1: Giants-Eagles divisional matchup. Yeah, Uh, we just
0: saw them play a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Hmm.
1: I didn't add those stats, but... Forgot that that probably could have been a good idea, but well, it, it's been kind of a changing offense because it's almost looking like a committee between Saquon and Devontae Booker. I mean, 15 carries for Saquon for 50 yards and eight carries for Booker in 74. And I, I say, I mean, obviously he had it's, almost double the carries, but like yeah, I was looking at watching on red zone and I saw, because I was facing Saquon, I see Booker go on a big run I think it's Saquon. I'm like, oh no, but I'm like, oh, it's Booker. Yeah, like, He's
0: looking like the better runner. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's kind of been a thing with Barkley his entire career. Is that when he when you take away those really long, those big plays, he's yeah. kind of an inefficient runner. Yeah. Um. I'll, I mean, I'm not panicking necessarily any more than I would already have with uh, rostering Barkley. Yeah. I mean, we've a lot. Because I mean, this is this lot. is really a two to one split still. Yeah. It's not it's not creeping in on anything near you know javante williams melvin gordon status yeah. where it's like a true 50 50 split yeah.
1: booker was more efficient though
0: yeah more efficient i mean and this... he looked better he looked he's
1: was more successful when he, he had the backfield to himself uh when saquon was gone than saquon has been at all this
0: season i mean this so... remind this just reminds me of the cowboys backfield which we'll talk about later but <sighs> yeah, i mean it's, it's a very similar situation that is true Uh, Saquon getting involved in the
1: passing game, though. I mean, four receptions is good. I mean, it wasn't enough to get him double-digit fantasy points. Did you see his one catch? Yeah. Oh, he grabbed it like it was a foam football. Yeah. Oh, God, that was ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, that was cool to see. Yeah, Eagles defense, middle of the road, so don't feel really much better or worse about any of these guys. And then the wide receivers are just completely – pass catchers are just completely unpredictable with their injury status and their performance. So –
0: I'll, I'll say this, too, uh, referencing back to that catch. In the broadcast, uh, one of the commentators said that's, that's likely going to be one of the most uh, exciting plays you'll see all weekend. And at the time, I kind of thought... Really? I mean, it wasn't like a long catch. No. It was just a good catch. Yeah. But but looking back on week 15, he wasn't really all that wrong. I mean, <laughs> yeah, was, I mean it, he predicted it. Yeah, so it was a bad omen. Uh, let, let's talk about Eagles.
1: Yeah, all right. Jalen Hurts looking like a good passer, I guess. 20 for 26. Uh, 296 passing yards. Only one passing touchdown and interception. Um, 38 rushing yards, but two rushing touchdowns. So he had 27.64 fantasy points. That's fantasy QB right there, Jalen Hurts. Uh, but Miles Sanders... Uh, 18 carries for 131 rushing yards two receptions 15 yards 16.6 fantasy points back-to-back games with 100 plus rushing yards what's your confidence level in sanders rest of the season i, I I'll, before you say that i will say jordan howard had three fewer carries at 15 69 rushing yards uh, i guess gainwell and boston scott just didn't see the field or were injured and weren't even available but what's your confidence level in Miles sanders rest of the season
0: all right, so whenever it's a uh, consideration for rest of season, I like to look at the remaining schedule. Yes. So, uh, like we said, week sixteen, Giants. Isn't it just division? <laughs> just it is. Yeah, matchups. it's it's all division. So, seventeen at Washington, and then week eighteen. If you're still playing, uh, which they will be, but uh, they're going to be home to Dallas. So and you don't like really. You don't like Washington, really. Yeah, Washington, and well, I mean, no, back that. in week fifteen which is the game that we're talking about, the game we're breaking down, uh, he had the stat line that you said. So 16.5 fantasy points. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, That being said... um, Can you do uh, it again? (laughs) No. here's Here's the biggest difference, is that he's getting twice, if not three times... I mean, in some of these games, four times the amount of carries. Like, back in week seven, he had six carries... Uh, that that might be a bad example. He got hurt that week, I think. So let's say this: back in week four, he definitely was. Healthy. He had seven carries. Yeah, he was definitely healthy that game. Yeah. Uh, week thirteen, he had twenty-four carries. So yeah. I mean, like the difference yeah. in amount of carries he's getting, the workload that he's that he's seeing now. I mean, they're actually using him like their re- their lead running back. And you yeah, know, I imagine that. Right. Well, I mean, yards will come. More often than not, whenever you get a high volume of opportunities, so uh, if that continues, you feel pretty good about him. You feel like he's going to be uh, a solid RB2 at least. Um, still pretty touchdown dependent. I don't. I mean, his receiving usage is. It was a little bit better in the earlier in the season. It's been kind of low the past few games. Uh, but yeah, rest of the season. I think you can, if he continues to get the amount of carries he's been getting, I think you can feel pretty good about starting him as an RB two. It's funny, I forgot they were facing Washington last <laughs> week. I mean,
1: uh, between
0: Hurts, Sanders, and it's, Howard, two hundred
1: and thirty-eight rushing yards.
0: <laughs> let's let's chalk it let's chalk it up to the the longest week of yeah. the season. Yeah, exactly. I was just
1: yeah. Devontae Smith, three consecutive single-digit fantasy performances. Uh, their wide receiver one is Dallas Goddard seven receptions for 135 yards he's their top pass catcher back to back 100 plus receiving yard games Uh, one of them with Minshew. one of them with hurts yeah and the common denominator being goddard you feel good about that yeah so i think you can trust him i mean i think he was position ranked sixth we've talked about how position rank go in tight end but (laughs) i think yeah i mean our dad has kittle and goddard and it's almost like Flex, flex one of a, them. Yeah, in a standard format, uh, as far as the lineup goes, you flex one of them? Start them both?
0: It depends on who he has. Yeah, it depends on who he has. The rest but you could. Has. But, yeah, the reality is that both of them have been performing at a very high uh, high uh, caliber. So, yeah, yeah um, in terms of Eagles pass catchers, it's Dallas Goddard, and I don't really want anything to do with anyone else. Yeah.
1: Pretty good matchup, though. 25th in 12 yards allowed per game is what the Giants are. So... Move on to my last game. I'll talk about a rematch between Bill's Patriots. Uh, Any prediction from the Patriots fan?
0: Uh, It's going to be a tougher game because we can't rely on the weather helping us out.
1: Well, Um, assuming you can't i guess there's i mean it's new england but yeah i, guess I a, haven't heard that it's, it's been like it's that. not
0: gonna be as windy there's no possible way <laughs> it'd be
1: pretty hard to do that i mean yeah the
0: snow would be more conducive to a football game than i guess the way yeah the, the wind and... the wind is such an erratic element but uh yeah i'll say this um you like that it's at home you like that damian harris is getting a little bit more healthy uh so that's good he was practicing this week um Kendrick Bourne not being available necessarily hurts um but I mean the bills are kind of down on some players like Cole Beasley's not going to be available uh Emmanuel Sanders is is iffy this week so you know it it could go either way I'm I'm rooting for the Patriots obviously uh let's go ahead and start breaking down the bills
1: yeah um I mean, you're not benching Josh Allen, and it's hard to pull. I'll pull a lot from Week 13 when they face each other. It's hard to pull from that game as far as passing is concerned. But I mean, he had 20.8 fantasy points last week. Yeah. Is that what you're making the face for? But who, you're I'm really making, benching I'm Allen. I'm,
0: I'm making no, no, no. I'm making the face because we talked about it when we when we recapped this Week 13 matchup. That there, there's no takeaway from this game that's that that game yeah. happened in a bubble we'll say yeah. because because of the weather
1: yeah so no okay so I'm let's focus yeah, on i want to fo- focus
0: on Devin singletary okay because that should have been someone that had an opportunity yeah, to do zach, something zach moss must have done something he must have done something <laughs> egregious because he's not he's he's been inactive or a healthy scratch uh a couple of times in the past few weeks yeah yeah Devin singletary is emerging as the lead runner uh, besides Josh Allen, and in this game, it was a clear. It was a clear division. Twenty-two carries for Singletary. Uh, he had eighty-six yards yeah. and a touchdown.
1: But he didn't do it in Week Thirteen. And I think Zach Moss was a healthy scratch that game, or wasn't. I don't
0: think he was playing. Moss didn't play in Week Thirteen, but I, the, the, the trouble was that the Bills were playing from behind yeah. in that game the entire time, and Allen just tried to put the entire team on his back in that game. This is a strong. Defense. The, I mean, I know the that real they question. just faced Taylor, but... The real question, and you asked it, can you trust Singletary? Yeah. I'd like to see it from him again. Yeah. And it's... You hate to say that at this stage of the fantasy season, but... Well, you didn't really... Singletary didn't get you to no. the playoffs. No, So this is kind of a bonus question that we're really asking. Because yeah. if you have Singletary and you made the playoffs, it's in spite of him, not because of him. Yeah. So, I'll say this. Uh for DFS might be a good play. I think he's pretty cheap this week. Um and the Patriots defense is not as good. Uh, they're dominant against the pass. Oh yeah, they are not
1: great about the rush. Uh okay. but
0: yeah, I mean they're they're not yeah, they're not great about against the run. So it's a weakness in their defense. Um I mean they got to rush it with somebody. So cause... Yeah, and it's not always going to be Allen especially with uh with his uh ailing injury but yeah yeah, no uh Singletary we're kind of rambling about him I I would say that it's more of a DFS consideration than a fantasy consideration yeah uh Gabriel Davis
1: DFS monster last week five receptions for 85 yards and two touchdowns um but yeah I'm not going to go over too many other stats I'll just ask you this Uh, who do you think will step up in
0: Beasley's absence because he's for sure out because he's unvaccinated uh, it's really tough to to root for any of these guys against New England, and I'm not saying that because I'm biased. I'm saying that because their defense is yeah. so legit. Yeah, um, I really think it's a it's a downgrade for all of these guys uh, that are healthy and available. Uh, obviously, you feel the best about Diggs just because he's the most talented of the group. Yeah. Um, I think that Gabriel Davis and Dawson Knox have the most touchdown upside among uh, regular, you know, regular guys that are there. Um, uh, digs is probably going to draw the shadow of jc jackson and and that's not ideal for him yeah so yeah i think it's going to be Knox or gabe davis in terms of uh people stepping up for Bees' absence oh gabe sure shortened from gabriel more personal with him now uh, yeah i feel like uh i mean i was i was advocating for yeah. him before was game <laughs> i was advocating for him before you were ever... he was ever on your radar so you were
1: you were you were very early on him. I, I did see something on Twitter. I'm about to move on from the Bills, but advocating for Isaiah McKenzie because he fits into the slot, which is where Beasley usually is. I'm oh. not going to advocate for him, but if he ends up
0: having a good game, maybe I saw that tweet for a reason. That's all I'm going to say. So I had to think about who Isaiah McKenzie even played for before. Yeah. So Bills wide receiver. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, maybe a DFS dart throw, but definitely not a no playoff consideration
1: that is true uh we can move over to the patriots uh damian harris monitors injury status with his hamstring that he actually got injured against the bills um where he had one big run i don't think it was was it from that play i don't think so it was
0: i think it was it was a um, big explosive play
1: i <laughs> mean he pulled his yeah. hammy right there
0: exploded his hamstring
1: um so and then Ramondre Stephen didn't capitalize on the backfield uh, being his own last week, but he did. He had 24 carries in Week 13 when Harris went down. But can you trust either of them if they're both
0: healthy? If they're both healthy, yeah. uh, it's a tough matchup. Um, I think you feel, I think you value Harris more if he's healthy than Stevenson. I mean, that's that's what we've seen from that that backfield this entire season. Um, Stevenson's really only come on when Harris has been unavailable. So you give the edge to harris but it is it's an issue of them eating into each other's uh fantasy value and then stevenson startable if harris is out in your opinion startable but uh you have to lower expectations based on the matchup and
1: then we're not gonna uh, can't pull from week 13 because two for three for mac jones that week happened in a bubble yeah, and Kendrick Bourne on the COVID list, as you said, added on Monday. Do you feel better about Myers or Bourne? We keep on going back to this, but Myers. Oh, if, if Bourne's healthy. Yeah.
0: Um, I I choose Hunter Henry.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can just <laughs> skip to him. Nine receiving touchdowns this season. He had six receptions for seventy-seven yards and two receiving touchdowns. I love to see that stat line because the touchdowns. Yeah. Allow like him a to real, boom.
0: That's like a real. Yeah. I get what you're saying. It's like
1: a. It's a. Well, no, Kittle. Would it's have a real like, stat line. Yeah.
0: It's a real stat line. There not, just, not just. Not just on the touchdowns. Two
1: for two yards and two touchdowns. That's yeah, which he's you had. He
0: has had a game like that. But can you trust him? Is he reliable? Is that touchdown production reliable? Or, I think. um I mean we've talked about him before that you have to play him with the thought in mind you have to be willing to accept if he doesn't score a touchdown and gets you, you know, six or yeah. fewer points. And like, this is a step in the right direction though. And that's kind of the that is kind of the nature of the beast with tight ends outside of the elite three or four guys. So yeah. um yeah, I mean, if you're rolling with Henry, you know you should know what to expect, and and either reap the rewards or live with the consequences.
1: Yeah, and Bill's defense ranks first in passing yards allowed per game, and 16th in rushing yards allowed per game. So interesting rematch has a lot of playoff implications. Yeah, there.
0: I feel like that stat has a lot to do with like the 13 yards they gave up <laughs> back in week uh, week 13, but um, their run defense is, I think their run defense is better than that stat uh, leads on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, Fournette had, like, a 60-yard run. That probably hurt their totals because he ended up having a good day. Stuff like that. Harris's run. I mean, that does inflate stats a bit, but it shows their weakness compared to their passing
0: defense. But, yeah, all right, you can take over with uh, ravens Bengals. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. All right, so (laughs) let's start with Tyler Huntley. Uh, 35.9 fantasy points. Wow. Absolutely boomed uh, back in Week 15. Against the Packers against the packers it was a very unexpected outcome but he had 13 carries for 73 yards and two touchdowns yeah. as well as two touchdowns through the air uh, he's a free agent this offseason where would you like to see him play next year if baltimore doesn't resign him
1: broncos
0: they would never do that though
1: they would never do that they only pick unathletic quarterbacks
0: that'd be awesome <laughs> i like him I, I, I think it's funny that like baltimore seems to have developed a type Yeah, Uh, they
1: developed Lamar Jackson Jr. and is he a rookie? I guess uh, not because if he's
0: about to be no, he was an undrafted rookie.
1: Undrafted rookie. Yeah. What a pickup! Because I I know I didn't look at. I know he had a great performance, but in Week 14 against the Bengals, I think he had like a juke, and he's like that is literally Lamar Jackson out there. Like I cannot. How does he get? I mean, when you're when you're
0: zoomed out, it's hard
1: to tell him apart. It, It is like. their play style yeah i I saw something that two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns like at least two on each side lamar jackson hasn't even done that i'm not saying he's better than lamar jackson but i thought that that was very interesting
0: yeah i mean the the most interesting thing about this uh since this is like a fill-in quarterback situation i mean i'll i'll ask you is he worth picking up as an insurance qb a few lamar yes i guess just lamar
1: Oh no, yes, anyone.
0: Yeah. I if mean you, if you're not really if your second quarterback's
1: not seeing
0: Yeah, like I, I think it, you, I mean, it just makes more sense as a Lamar manager because I get Lamar that. goes down you put it monthly. Yeah. But I mean the way he's performed, I think he warrants being rostered. Yeah. Uh you know, if you're not if you're not bouncing back and forth, if you're not playing if you're not streaming quarterbacks week after week, I think this guy needs to find your lineup.
1: He's a better passer than
0: Lamar was as a rookie. Yeah. I mean, it's a small sample size. It but, is. It is. But yeah, it, it's exciting to watch. And we, we've talked about him enough. I mean, uh, let's move on to the pass catchers here. Marquise Goodwin, 10 catches for 43 yards. That's an interesting stat line. For Marquise Goodwin, especially. Or Marquise Brown, sorry. Brown. I said it too. Yeah. For Marquise Brown, especially. Uh, yes. Uh, he's had double digit targets in five of his last seven. He had 14 in week 15. Uh, but he hasn't scored a touchdown since week seven versus Cincinnati. So maybe a chance to bounce back there. Uh, What's your confidence in starting Marquise Brown? I think you trust him. I mean, before this
1: game, he had had a lot of games under his season-long average. But, I mean, you know how I am with targets. This was his first game with double-digit receptions and, I think, 14 targets. It's hard not to trust that, especially with his big play potential, too. Yeah. I think that if he, him, this shows that he has a, a high floor, and we know what he can do as a receiver, and I think, I mean, I love him a DFS at 5,800 personally, and but I think that <laughs> there's he, a There's
0: a sneak peek for the DFS. Yeah, show.
1: I think he makes your lineup, um, I, I mean, you know how I value wide receivers, and yeah. it's a guy that usually is the big play guy, and now he's getting a stat line like that, I, I think that's great, underestimate him for drafts uh,
0: does the quarterback influence your decision at all in terms of I guess not yeah, it seems like that okay uh, <laughs> let's talk let's talk about Bateman though on the other end of the, that spectrum not as happy. no touchdowns this season in week 15 where Huntley threw 40 passes, Bateman had one catch for five yards. No. Uh, he has had one reception or fewer in two of his last three games. i think he's I think he's too volatile a player to trust in the fantasy playoffs. he's talented just not for the rest of the season i think yeah i think it's a player that we look at for yeah. next year i mean every single fantasy
1: analyst was loving him as someone you pick up because i'd never heard of him because he was injured the first six games yeah but, so and he showed his talent a few times yeah but you can't he trust had, him this season yeah, he
0: had sparks but uh nothing, especially with mark andrews doing what he's doing yeah he just bateman hasn't been consistent enough to uh, definitely not to trust in their fantasy playoffs yeah uh, i agree with that uh let's talk about the Bengals. Uh, our dad would would I mean, Joe Burrow. he loves Joe Burrow, but for whatever reason <laughs> he's got one or fewer passing touchdowns in five of his last six wow. games, zero passing touchdowns in week nine um, so that's included in that uh, last six uh, his only two rushing touchdowns on the, on the season came during that span in weeks 12 and 13 uh, here's the bright side, it's a great matchup against Baltimore, they rank 31st in passing yards allowed per game are you trusting Burrow to bounce back, or are you looking elsewhere at QB this week? <sighs> I'm
1: not super confident, but I do think he will bounce back. Like, I'm not confident in what that means, but I do expect him to be reliable.
0: Yeah, I mean, the statistic that stands out to me is the one or fewer yeah. passing touchdowns in five is I was not six.
1: I unaware of that, honestly. Yeah,
0: and, and I, I understand the reason that you're unaware of that for most people, I think, is because the pass catchers have not suffered. Yeah. Um I mean we 've seen T Higgins and Jamar Chase kind of bounce back and forth of like who's the who's getting putting up wide receiver one numbers, but it has been somebody week after week um but yeah burrow burrows in a bit of a slump and it's i think if anything, this is the opportunity for him to bounce back yeah um a big divisional matchup i mean that division's so close, yeah. Uh, Let's talk about Joe Mixon. Last week, got you seven fantasy points. Mm. He is a single-digit scorer in three straight games. Uh, That was against the Chargers, which is a bad run defense, Uh, against San Francisco, which is better, against the run, and then at Denver, which is a tough defense. So uh, part of his schedule and part of it is uh, he's been a little bit banged up. I mean, uh, going into that right before that,
1: three game stretch of single digits he was looking like a top three fantasy running back and now yeah. he's regressed to like why you don't usually trust him because he yeah. does this sometimes and it doesn't make any sense yeah i he, can't bring any reason to it because he looks good whenever i see him play in those big games and then i don't even notice him yeah <laughs> in these so, games so, so i've
0: got i've got good news and i've got bad news which one do you want to hear first uh, bad news okay the bad news is that baltimore ranks first in rushing yeah. yards allowed per game uh, the good news is that in that span, that three-game span, he's still averaging around 20 touches a game. So yeah. he's getting opportunities. Uh, there is an opportunity or he's getting the workload that will allow him to succeed. Uh, he has the talent, uh, but he's been in a slump, so much like his quarterback. Uh, week 7 at Baltimore, Joe Mixon had 12 carries for 59 yards at a touchdown. He got you 11.9 fantasy points. Uh Maybe, you know, based on how he's performed lately, uh, that would be an improvement. Uh, But I think you do need to lower expectations again for Mixon this week. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about the pass catchers. Week 15, man, it was rough for these guys. Uh, Jamar Chase, one catch for three yards. T. Higgins, two catches for 23 yards. Don't get cute by benching these guys. Yeah, agreed. They're very talented, and they have been proven throughout the season to be solid options at the wide receiver someone who nope (laughs) let me just get it out tyler boyd had five catches for 96 yards and a touchdown he got 20.6 fantasy points it's his first 20 plus point performance since week four versus jacksonville he's been a double-digit scorer in four of his last five games averaging just under six targets a game in that span is it time to trust boyd again He's worth rostering,
1: I guess. He's proven that enough. But I mean, this disparity looks so bad because Burrow's not throwing any passing touchdowns, and he caught the sole one. So,
0: well, let's 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 eliminate this past week. Let's not talk
1: about. Well, I'm sure that's but... been a case a few of those times because that that stretch of him having a lot of double digit
0: performances has been that stretch for I Burrow. Don't, I don't think you're correct in that. All right. Well, I still don't trust him. <clears throat> okay. So you don't trust him. No. But I think he is kind of becoming a low end flex. I, the problem is that he can burn you, yeah. Um, and he I has mean, you're, done that. You're an ex Tyler Boyd owner, a fantasy manager. I mean, yeah. So I'm pulling up. He has not scored a touchdown uh, since, or besides Week 15, since Week eight. All right. Well, so that he's would, not, in, that would yeah. have been
1: a nice narrative
0: to fit in, but, but it's not, not true. No, it's not the case. He, it's, he's getting targets. He's getting targeted more, and he's delivering on those. But yeah. Uh, it's a he's a risky flex yeah. I, would, I would say uh based on what we've seen from him earlier this season yeah. all right let's talk about chargers and texans now if you roster austin eckler you'd be licking your you'd be you just just drooling at the idea that eckler's gonna bounce back and get a major a major dub against the texans yeah uh he's on the COVID list <laughs> so i'll ask you this justin jackson he actually outcarried Austin Eckler thirteen to twelve, uh, but Jackson had eighty-six rushing yards, one reception for thirteen yards. He got ten point nine fantasy points Chiefs, in right? Week Fifteen. Yes, way way back last Thursday. Yeah. Um, Houston ranks last in rushing yards allowed per game and thirty-first in points allowed per game. So I'll ask you this: If Eckler is unavailable, I think it's a no-brainer that Justin Jackson is. Uh, Starting for your team, uh, but it is going to be a committee. If Eckler is healthy, is the matchup too good to bench Jackson? I think you start him. I mean, Rashad Penny in Week 14,
1: uh, James Robinson Week 15. I mean, those are two people that have been. I mean, Rashad Penny was just non-existent before that, but he was a backup role similar to Jackson. And James Robinson had one of his first uh, inspiring performances in a long time, and I think there are other factors for that, but. Great matchup. No, I think you trust
0: him if there's no Eckler. Yeah, and if if Eckler's available, what do you think? No, I don't think there's enough to. Okay, so you ignored the question in that in that response. Uh, it's it's too good to bench him if Eckler's out. <laughs> okay, but if Eckler's playing, you're I... not gonna you're not gonna trust Jackson, even though he outcarried him.
1: But Eckler's got too much receiving upside, and that's where all of this comes
0: so, up. Yeah, but the question is, can they coexist, given uh, the matchup? Not comfortably in the fantasy playoffs.
1: I mean, if you're RB2, if you've been riddled with injuries, I mean, our dad, as Hilliard as his RB2 right now, I'd take Jackson over him. Okay. It's a very low bar.
0: I think... I think there's a consideration to make sure. there. Sure. Um... Go pick him up. Yeah, that I think that's the biggest takeaway. Yeah. So we'll, we'll move on from there. Yeah, Mike Williams, three catches for 49 yards. He got you 7.9 fantasy points. Another disappointing night for Williams. Uh, at this point in the season, we're all too familiar with that. Uh, Houston's middle of the road and passing yards allowed. How confident are you starting Williams if you roster him?
1: Mm, you can't be. can't be too confident. Like we said last week, if you got to play the, the boom potential as the underdog go for it but like same analysis last week yeah it didn't pay off for
0: you in week 15 with where you
1: drafted him you were so happy for a good stretch of the season early on but you drafted him late so you should have people better than him that are more reliable so i would choose those guys in the playoffs if you're in a good position to
0: with the rest of your team yeah that makes sense uh it's a yeah i get that um all right on the other side of the matchup texans <laughs> Here's my note. You're starting Brandon Cooks, who last week got you seven catches for 102 yards and two touchdowns, 29.2 fantasy points. He was placed on the COVID list uh, as of recording this on Wednesday, so uh, they good. have they have updated. Yeah, not good. They have updated the COVID protocols, and I'm not super familiar with them yet. I'm still kind of learning them as they come out. But uh, he is not ineligible to play this game on Sunday yet. So if he is available, I think you know it's a no-brainer. You're starting Brandon Cooks because of what he can do, like you saw in Week 15. If he's unavailable, I don't think there's really a next man up that you feel good about. Uh, And I think you just avoid. You just fade the Texans. I mean, you've you've taken long shots with Nico Collins and
1: Brevin Jordan. Uh, Those in DFS. Yeah, in DFS. Yeah, but those should be the next people next guys up theoretically but they're still long shots and that just shows you how much it falls off after brand cooks
0: yes i agree with that all right let's talk about buccaneers panthers so unfortunately there are a lot of injuries to monitor here Uh, Chris Godwin had an ACL injury his season is over entire season at first they were just saying regular season right yeah initial reports were saying MCL and that he would be placed on IR likely and and return for the playoffs but uh, yeah it has it has come out that it's an ACL injury that I that does uh, that does kind of knock them down a little bit in terms of uh, Super Bowl pushes but you never bet against Brady Uh, let's keep going Uh, Leonard Fournette hamstring injury the reports around this are kind of mixed. So I have heard from sources that he is likely out for the rest of the regular season. Uh, I think that kind of goes along with what Bruce Arians said, where he uh, he compared it to last season, where Ronald Jones went down with injury and Fournette uh, picked up the slack and kind of and kind of took the job from him. Um, and he says. That it's Ronald Jones' time to step up and handle the the lead duties and kind of uh, yeah, pick up the slack, so to speak. Tampa Bay signed Le'Veon Bell. I think that that's I think that's noise more yeah. so than news because yeah. Le'Veon's been passed around the league so many times at this point that Ooh, Le'Veon and A. B. back together just just
1: yeah that that might
0: be good for the locker room. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. so um, yeah, I, I don't think that you're I really don't think you're considering picking up Le'Veon Bell, especially at this point in the season. I think this is a, this is more NFL news than fantasy news. I mean, at the Ravens, he was outperformed by Latavius Murray
1: and Devonta Freeman. So I trust Ronald Jones to take it over. I mean, going into drafts this year, Ronald Jones was projected to be a better pick than Leonard Fournette. So you can't just forget about him and just think that Le'Veon is going to uh, strike gold. Because he's in the same backfield as Brady now, like no, I don't trust Le'Veon at
0: all. Yeah, he is a he's a less uh, a less competent pass catcher out of the backfield than Fournette is, but uh, I think people who are new to fantasy or or you know it's been a long season that you know you may forget that Ronald Jones was pretty legit. He was a top ten yeah. top ten running back at points uh, last season, yeah. so uh, not a bad fill in for the Buccaneers. That being said, uh, I think that you are start I think you're making an effort to pick up Ronald Jones uh, in your leagues, uh, not necessarily for this matchup in week 16, but week 17, they're at the Jets, and that is a great opportunity there if you can pick him up. Uh, and then lastly, let's talk about Mike Evans' hamstring injury. He's considered week to week but could still play Sunday. So we'll be monitoring that going into the weekend. Um I'll ask you, are there any is there any interest in other Tampa Bay pass catchers not named Rob Gronkowski or Antonio Brown? No, not really this week. Not with fans, not
1: off playoffs. Um I mean Tyler Johnson, I think I like him more than Scotty Miller. It's the two options you have listed here. But yeah,
0: Brashad Perriman's coming off of COVID, the COVID list. Um he, he had that big yeah. uh game ceiling touchdown uh last week i believe against the bills yeah yeah so there are some options there i think it's going to be you know kind of a committee to to fill in for the the void uh, yeah. especially if if evans misses too. but uh i think these are dfs guys these aren't fantasy considerations yeah uh let's talk about this carolina ranks second in passing yards allowed per game and total yards allowed per game uh, more middle of the road in rushing yards allowed and points allowed so I really don't expect Tom Brady to lay consecutive eggs. So, I think he's going to come back and and play this pretty tough. He hadn't done that since 2006, so I don't think he'll do it back-to-back weeks. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to pull up real quick because I'm s- Oh, actually they haven't played they haven't played Carolina yet. They play Carolina again in week 18. Oh, wow. So, no uh no comparison to draw there. Uh let's talk about the Panthers now on the other side. Chuba Hubbard Eight carries for 40 yards and one catch for one yard to get you 5.1 fantasy points. Cam Newton now carried him 15-8. to <laughs> oh, That's funny. Cam got the rushing touchdown as well. Tampa Bay ranks third in rushing yards allowed per game. Uh, this is all leading up to what I had said a couple weeks ago, which was that Chuba Hubbard's rest-of-season schedule made him pretty unusable uh, for rest of season uh, after they played... Who was it? The Falcons? Yeah, the Falcons. Yeah. So, and, and he really didn't have that great of a game there. Uh-uh. So the reality is that he lacks upside as long as Cam is quarterback. Uh, they're talking about Sam Darnold playing at some point. Uh, but even in goal line situations, I wouldn't be surprised if they subbed out Darnold and put Cam in to, to do Cam things at the goal line. So it's a tough matchup. You should bench Hubbard if you can... And, uh, and that's pretty much it in terms of that. Uh, DJ Moore is a game-time decision, so I'll ask you uh, how confident are you starting him if he's healthy? I think he's at least a flex. Yeah, I mean, the, big, the, the, the trouble is that Cam Newton seemingly can't throw anymore.
1: Yeah, but I mean, DJ Moore still is getting double-digit fantasy production, and then we
0: know his ceiling with his
1: talent i mean it's limited by the quarterback play but yeah yeah
0: i mean cam was 18 for 38 he had 156 passing yards one touchdown one interception so the matchup is okay tampa bay is easier to pass against but i agree i mean cam cam newton has limited upside for his receivers and his running backs he's a pretty selfish uh nfl player when you look at it that way (laughs) yeah so uh things to consider there Uh, let's talk about bears seahawks justin fields he was 26 for 39 285 passing yards you like that Mm -hmm. one passing touchdown eh, not the best uh no turnovers uh through the air he did lose a fumble and then he had seven carries for 35 yards He get you 16.9 fantasy points here's the good news seattle ranks last in passing yards allowed per game and thirty first in total yards allowed. Uh, how confident would you feel streaming fields at Seattle this week?
1: Hmm. And I mean, we haven't talked an, about him yet. It's um, an
0: interesting scenario. I'll just say this for clarification. Uh, you know, maybe you have Taylor Heineke, who's mm-hmm. uh, kind of struggling to get off the COVID list, or I was gonna here. I was gonna say Russell Wilson and Dak
1: Prescott. Would you start him over them? And we haven't, we're haven't. we about to talk about both of them later, but let's I'll, I'll put the question on you.
0: Okay. Because um, I think I would, honestly. I would start Justin Fields over Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's been really bad. Yeah. Um, Dak Prescott. I feel... I'm not ready to give up on Dak if Fields is my replacement.
1: That's fair. That is fair. I mean,
0: yeah. You like the matchup, but... It's the it's the touchdown, the touchdown equity that Field seems to lack. Yeah. Uh, if he doesn't get one on the ground. Yeah. So that's the limiting aspect for uh, for that. Um, David Montgomery, 18 carries, 60 rushing yards, five catches for 23 yards, lost a fumble. You get you 11.3 fantasy points. Uh, he had great volume, 20 plus touches, but. He is still a touchdown-dependent RB, two, And Seattle ranks seventh in points allowed per game. So not a lot of opportunities to score for him. Um, I think you're going to have to lower expectations a little bit. Uh, If he can get high yardage totals, which he really hasn't a lot this season. We looked it up before the show. He's got two games, over 100 rushing yards. And uh, I think his other season high was around 90. So he's kind of averaging around 60 rushing yards a game uh at that rate you kind of need a lot of catches or a touchdown to to you know break that rb2 ceiling
1: yeah that's that's true
0: uh with the seahawks russell wilson like we talked about not good uh four and a quarter fantasy points roughly uh we thought he was getting back on track he had three consecutive weeks at or around 20 fantasy points Uh, This is his worst performance since returning from injury. Do you feel any better? And you've already answered this with your question. Yeah, no, because I'd go Fields, honestly. Yeah, so uh, the question was, do you feel any better starting him versus Chicago, or are you looking elsewhere if you can? uh, I agree. I think you should look elsewhere. Uh, Chicago is kind of middle of the road, but Wilson's just, he's not looking himself. I think this is an injury that's, Affecting him in a more significant way than we anticipated. That's disappointing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, and and it's affecting his pass catchers, especially DK Metcalf. Uh, He had six catches for 52 yards, 11.2 fantasy points, uh, and this is with no Tyler Lockett to compete with. Uh, DK hasn't scored a touchdown since the week nine bye, so (laughs) he hasn't scored a touchdown since week eight. Um, the way it's worded makes it seem like it was
1: during the bye, like in practice. Yeah,
0: maybe it was. Maybe it was. Maybe the last time he scored was off the field because yeah. uh, it certainly hasn't been on the field in quite a long time. Uh, when Lockett returns personally, he's the only pass catcher on this team that I'm trusting because I because in Wilson's return, Lockett has thrived, yeah. and Metcalf has continued to struggle. Uh, so I'll ask you, how confident are you in DK this week? I agree with that same analysis on Lockett being the only one you can trust.
1: So that means that you're going to bench him.
0: Yeah.
1: We, I mean, we've been. I gotta. That's gotta go into my mind as we ask that question every week. That maybe that is the answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, hate it. I mean, I had DK last year and I was riding high and I loved it. And but not the same this year. And I think it's not his fault, but disappointing
0: yeah okay uh let's talk about running backs for seattle so <laughs> it was a fluke just to yeah we thought <laughs> we thought you were the one Rashad penny <laughs> we thought we uh thought he had 11 carries for 39 yards and two catches for five yards he got you six and a half fantasy points dj dallas eight carries for 41 yards and a touchdown yeah, he got vultured by dallas too three catches for 11 yards 14.2 fantasy points seems more like carol is using the hot hand approach uh as we saw a two-headed committee handle the rb touches in week 15 uh, and alex collins has been removed from the covid list so that's one more th- theoretical mouth to feed yeah um yeah i, I you can't feel confident in penny I, I know it was a a low um a low scoring game against the rams in week 15 but I don't see how you can roll out Penny with any sense of confidence yeah. this week. Based, I don't think you, based on what he did. I don't think you drop him. I mean, unless you have a good chance of getting like Ronald Jones, for example. Yeah. Uh, well, you probably don't necessarily have to drop him for Jones, but yeah, I'm just saying like that's um, a one to one because at this point in the season, running backs that have any sort of potential are pretty valuable. Yeah. Um, so that's what I was saying. Unless you, yeah, don't, he's your one to drop for him. I would, I would probably keep him. Yeah, just very late in the season keep, to keep wanna... Penny, but I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can start him with any real confidence uh, this week based on how he performed. Uh, all right, let's move on to Broncos against the Raiders. I think
1: I've been looking at this because you know I'm like a Broncos fan or whatever. Um, they basically need to win out to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, keep dreaming. They, beating the Bengals would have
0: really helped them. They would have actually maybe had a somewhat realistic chance. Well, along those same lines, we're getting to a point where you can only reliably start the running backs. Yeah. Uh, Javante God. Williams got you 12.1. Melvin Gordon got you 7.1. And those were kind of like the leading scorers on the team. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, with a concussion, will not play. Uh, I guess that means Drew Locke gets the start. He's the next man up, presumably. Gross. Yeah, and that's, that's a Broncos fan saying that, so... Um, <laughs> I don't think there are any pass catchers you can trust in this matchup. I mean, it was not a good performance when Locke filled in for Bridgewater. It was not a good performance when Locke was the regular starter. So, I, I get, I get, I understand paying your wide receivers, but... I, where's that, the quarterback when that was announced it's like they're
1: just hope they're, they're like uh Aaron Rodgers try, yeah. we have some guys locked in that's exactly what I was gonna say maybe maybe and if that, I mean they do if, if they have a lot out. of talent young talent on that team
0: they just need a quarterback
1: yeah Their defense is great they're not
0: that far away from being a I'm just saying. I know you. have you've, you've said sometimes the season they're a quarterback away. They
1: are. They're not yeah. that far away. I, I mean, I
0: don't disagree. I don't disagree.
1: When Peyton Manning was there, I was looking at the records. They're like twelve and four all four of those seasons. Obviously,
0: Payne Manning is
1: one of the best quarterback. Yeah, one of the but, best. But I mean, that wasn't like necessarily his prime. He was doing what he needed to do, and that's what allowed the team to get there. But and they
0: had a strong defense in those. Years a lot too. of people said it was the defense carrying that team, anyways. Well, we saw what happened yeah. when that's seahawks or yeah seahawks right when they got crushed yeah and they got crushed but
1: then it was their defense that allowed them to beat the panthers
0: yeah so yeah and cam newton didn't go after the fumble all kinds of things <laughs> that is true S- selfish I moments saw that recently that really is true <laughs> yeah um all right well basically the takeaway is it's a bad situation in denver uh the running backs eat into each other's value uh, it's a it's a true committee 50 50 split there um the the Raiders rank 25th in rushing yards allowed and 27th in points allowed, so there is an up, some, some upside there with the running backs. Uh, but in terms of Drew Locke being the starter and any pass catchers, I, I think you have to avoid them. And that includes Jerry Judy, who uh, so far, as long as he's been healthy, has been the most reliable. Um, if you can avoid it, I think you should. Um, and I think Carson agrees with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, Drew Locke probably... I mean, his upside probably is similar to Bridgewater's, but a much lower floor.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about the other side uh, with the Raiders players. Denver ranks top ten in all defensive categories. Woo-hoo. Like, yeah, like we were saying, most importantly, second in points allowed per game at 16 and a half. Woohoo! Uh, I think Patriots are first. The like, takeaway, we like some two good defense. The takeaway here is lower expectations across the board. We do know, as of Wednesday, that Darren Waller has not practiced still. Uh, and then I've got some Week Six stats where the Raiders were at Denver. Hunter Renfro coming off of a bad game uh, in Week Fifteen. Uh, in Week Six, he had three catches for thirty-six yards. Locked up. Very similar. <laughs> very, uh, very similar to his Week Fifteen stat line. Uh, Darren Waller, if he plays this week, uh, here's something that you may come to expect. Five catches for 59 yards, 10.9 fantasy points. And uh, among all the guys, Josh Jacobs, 16 carries, 53 yards, and a touchdown. He got you 15.2 fantasy points. Uh, He's the one that I feel the best about. Uh, I'd start all three of them. You would start all three of them? I'm a
1: Renfro believer. I think you have to be a Waller believer unless you lucked out with your next tight end and i think jacobs is safe enough to be a flex
0: okay but but lower expectations still. sure sure
1: (laughs) yeah i mean of course i mean they didn't none of them had amazing games i don't this i don't think that they're gonna boom necessarily but i think you gotta trust them
0: okay enough to be in your starting lineup interesting okay i I don't necessarily disagree yeah Uh, especially with waller yeah i think you may be able to afford avoiding renfo Based on where you got him, because he was likely a yeah, waiver pickup.
1: I know. He might Don't have been I, on the waivers
0: on that week, honestly. Probably. Um, and then Josh Jacobs, I think you're starting him, because running backs are hard to come by. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Steelers Chiefs. Uh, Kansas City ranks 28th in passing yards allowed per game and 24th in total yards allowed per game. Uh, they are middle of the road against the run and 9th in points allowed per game. Najee Harris, we talked about him earlier. Just a real... Ouch. Real stinky game. 12 carries, 18 yards, two catches for eight yards, 4.6 fantasy points. Uh, this is his third single-digit scoring game of the season. Like we said, I, don't get cute. You can't bench him against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. No, he's been too good. He's been too too reliable. Uh, we saw what Justin Jackson did. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, don't, don't get cute. Najee Harris will bounce back. I'm not worried about him. Chase, Chase Claypool. Here's a fun. Here's a fun fact for you. Yeah, I see you're squinting, looking at the, uh, at the notes here. Zero catches, 12 receiving yards. Uh, one carry for seven yards. He got 1.9 fantasy points. So explain yourself. No. Here, here's how. Here's how it worked. Uh, he was targeted twice in that game. Uh, the way that he got those receiving yards, and I'm throwing up air quotes, yeah. is that it was off of a lateral. So I don't remember who caught the ball. I think it may have been... Oh, I saw that play! Yeah, it may have been Deontay that caught it and then chucked, Probably, chucked, it, chucked it back to Claypool, uh, and then he ran for a first down. So that's how he got his yardage through the air, we'll say. Oh, so you're telling me if that was Deontay,
1: if he just didn't throw it back he could have had double digit fantasy points he can transition to that yeah good transition my heart
0: (laughs) deontay johnson his first single digit scoring game by that's
1: the game wasn't even over for me for fantasy purposes but i knew that it was not
0: looking good if my boy not your week nope i knew it was uh, i was over it was done yeah five catches for 38 yards one rush for 10 yards the way that they're letting their receivers get carries is weird because it's just like one carry a game i don't know what the point yeah, is when they have nausea i don't know either way uh you're not getting cute with deontay you're not benching him he's been too still, reliable still on like, incredible floor <laughs> like i said his first single digit scoring game and it was by 0.2 points yeah so you're not you're not worried about him uh onto the chiefs uh the way that these guys performed in thursday you this is a uh, reinforcing the idea you start your studs in the playoff uh, huge games for Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. They all did amazing things. Uh, Kelsey, I believe, is on the COVID list. I think Hill is too?
1: No, it might just be Kelsey. Think I'm thinking of a tweet that I'm going to show you after this that if anyone can somehow find
0: it, it's like a fake email. It's hilarious. But no. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we'll monitor that heading into the weekend. You'll know uh, this is a... This is the last game uh, on Sunday before the uh, primetime game. So you'll have information on that before uh, in order to uh, adjust if necessary. Uh, Clyde edwards elaire though, 9 carries for 32 yards. This is like a uh, Miles Sanders early season stat line. <laughs> 9 carries, 32 yards, 2 catches for 18 yards. You get 9 fantasy points in a game where there were points upon points upon points. Uh, and a really good matchup against the Chargers. Uh, Pittsburgh, another good matchup, ranks 31st in rushing yards allowed per game. Is the matchup too good to bench CEH if you roster him? Yeah, I don't think you can bench him. I mean, I've been
1: loving this running back matchup for the Steelers for the past three weeks. I keep on, I'm just going to add to the list. Devontae Freeman looked like a prime Devontae Freeman. The next week, uh, Dalvin Cook, we know what he did. 200-plus rushing yards. Yeah. Deonta Foreman. De- Devontae Freeman's illegitimate cousin. I mean, th-
0: this is a bad rushing defense, I guess. So I would say you'd have to... You roll with it. It's got to so, be at least a flex. Bounces back. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, I think I think if you were starting CEH, you kind of knew what to expect. I, I think you've... Yeah. He's uh, performed up to, or down to, rather, uh, an expectation that I think is fitting. I remember back with my, in our draft, the third-round pick, I think of my third-round pick,
1: and I was between, like, Woods and C.E.H. What a low-stakes decision
0: as you look back on it right now. Robert Woods. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, did I make the wrong one? I don't even know. I mean, and like, I and I picked after you, so I yeah. I, I took. I ended up taking C E H. It's like I, I don't even. This is so sad with how long Woods has already been. I don't even know if that was
1: the wrong decision because C E H has been out and then bad too. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right, let's move on <laughs> to the prime time game for Sunday: uh, Washington football team against the Cowboys. Uh, so Antonio Gibson, he got a touchdown late saved his day kind of uh, 15 carries for wait for it 26 rushing yards and 6 catches for 39 yards Uh, you're you're happy to see the amount of catches and this is again McKissick was inactive for this game uh, but it is promising that he seems to be getting more involved in the pass game the troubling thing is that he rushed for 1.7 yards per carry Uh, that's not good so Dallas is middle of the road in rushing yards allowed They are 6th in points allowed. Uh, If Gibson remains inefficient, this is a bad sign for him uh, because Dallas has not been giving up a lot of points lately. Uh, That's concerning, but I think you're going to have to continue starting him just based on the amount of volume he's getting at running back. Uh, It's hard to go away from that. Uh, On the opposite end with low volume, we've got Terry McLaurin. Two catches for 51 yards, 7.1 fantasy points. Uh, I think the takeaway here is you lower expectations if Heineke is unavailable again. Uh, Dallas ranks 23rd in passing yards allowed per game. Uh, McLaurin's just been really up and down this season, not uh, not, not the player that you thought you were drafting, we'll say. So uh, I think that's pr- probably the biggest takeaway. you have anything to add with that? I don't really have much to add. I mean, uh, I, I don't trust McLaurin, uh, Gibson,
1: when we were hating on him earlier on the season saying you can't trust him it's because he was inefficient i do love the receptions but no Jaden mckissick as you said so he's a difficult one that could burn you but i think that he probably makes your way into your starting lineup but
0: yeah i mean it's it's because of the volume i think yeah it's hard it's hard to turn that down yeah uh let's talk about the cowboys washington football team ranks 30th in passing yards allowed per game Can Dak Prescott, who last week had 37 pass attempts, he got 217 passing yards, one touchdown, lost a fumble, uh, 10.5 fantasy points. He's had three consecutive weeks with one passing touchdown, a turnover ratio in those three games of four turnovers to three touchdowns. Uh, How confident are you in starting Dak? I mean i i'd consider justin fields yeah it goes back to that so (laughs) yeah i mean that is that's that's telling uh it's he did not perform well last time he played the football team uh let me double check that don't want to be wrong but uh i believe that's the case let's see just a moment here bear with me
1: four to three turnover. yeah yeah
0: so uh at Washington in week 14, 211 passing yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, uh, 9.94 fantasy points. Not good. Um, so I get it. I get it if you're out on Dak. Um, the the defensive rankings would suggest that this is a good matchup, but it's divisional. And Dak has been in a really bad slump. Uh, let's talk about the running backs for a moment. Tony Pollard, 12 carries, 74 yards, 3 catches for 13 yards, uh, underperformed Zeke, who got the touchdown, uh, was less efficient on more carries, uh, had the same number of catches, and got 20 receiving yards. This is clearly a committee. Uh, personally, it makes me nervous for drafting Zeke in uh, specifically next season. Uh, but just as long as Tony Pollard's there, I think he's going to continue to eat at uh, Elliott's workload, and that limits his upside. Uh, Pollard has more big play potential, as we've seen. He's been, you know, uh, consistently averaging more yards per carry, and Elliott has more touchdown upside, getting more of the goal line work. It's not uh, you're just shaking your head all the way through me telling you this, but it's like
1: I, I think everyone's going to be scared of Zeke next season, which could make him. I mean, if he's valued like a RB2, clearly, I don't want to have to manage him again, having him this season, but that's almost, I don't know, if he's going to be a really difficult one to place. Uh... If he doesn't get auto-drafted in your league. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, because he's going to be at the top of the queue, probably. Um, yeah. So I felt better about Deonta Foreman than Zeke going into last week. I think Zeke did it like 0.7 more points because of the touchdown, but mm-hmm. that's telling. That is
0: an interesting take. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got 100 rushing yards. I wasn't yeah. really wrong. No, you're not wrong and yeah, uh Zeke has been pretty inefficient with his carries this season. So Sorry both of them. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, that's just something you to consider moving forward. I I don't think Zeke really got you to the playoffs. So No. Um are are you benching him at any point this season? Uh, he's so weird. I think his touchdown to upside makes
1: him where you have to start him yeah yeah i agree because that's a really weird thing for running backs uh to have just such clear touchdown reliable upside um yeah i think you just have to
0: okay let's talk about the pass catchers briefly and then we'll move on to our last matchup Uh, cd lamb 11 fantasy points amari cooper (laughs) 2.8 michael gallup 6.2 and dalton schultz the guy that i said was on the outs Got 20.7 fantasy points. Uh, it is important to note that Schultz got the touchdown. Uh, his day would look similarly mediocre, uh, maybe not relative to Cooper, but relative to Lamb, uh, if he hadn't scored. I'll ask you this Who among these pass catchers are you going to continue starting while Dak works through his slump? Because you can't bench CeeDee Lamb. No, so I would only say Lamb. I think you can bench Cooper.
1: I think that, I mean, Gallup was fringe anyways, so I don't think you can trust him until that gets back in a groove, and yeah. there's not much time left. And Schultz, <laughs> yeah, you can't
0: trust that. I mean, in week 14, even, he had well, one catch. So he was 8 for 8 in He's terms tight end, of though. targets. Yeah, you have to always remember that tight ends are valued differently. <sighs> I think, you know, that's a very similar stat line to Hunter Henry, and you were all over Hunter Henry with his stat line. Yeah. So... It's because
1: he he was always in the notes every week because he'd have touchdowns. Austin Schultz has just literally been zero or the hard this. yeah the
0: hard thing about Schultz the reason I said he was on his way out in terms of this uh, receiving core was that he got uh, one catch last week I believe is that right yeah yeah it was like
1: one for seven or something yeah. one for seven yards
0: yeah so um, yeah I agree C D Lamb you have to con- continue starting and you're going to bench Cooper Gallup and I guess not Schultz not Schultz in tight end league okay I think you have to do Cooper and Gallup yeah though. I mean Cooper, Cooper hasn't had a big game in a long time so Seems I don't think way. he can burn you I'm, I'm obviously he can. Certain, yeah he but... certainly can but uh based on how Dak is underperforming it's yeah. difficult to uh I agree I mean you can't You can't roll him back out after that. I feel for
1: the team in the other semifinal that had Jamar Chase, Amari Cooper, and then an injured Thielen. You would have thought that those two guys would have been able to pick up the slack, but they did not last
0: week. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the last game of the slate. Uh, Dolphins on the road to face the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Here's what I'll say. Duke Johnson. Yes. Duke Johnson had a big game. Hometown, Miami, native, I found out. So that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure he went to went to the U. Oh, wow. Uh, might be wrong about that. But either way, uh, 22 carries, 107 yards, two rushing touchdowns, which I think is the first for his career. Uh, and then one catch for 20 yards. He got you 20, 25.7 fantasy points if you were bold enough to start him. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I saw in DFS, which obviously that's different,
1: but I feel like it's got to be even lower in regular fantasy. He was like 0.88% rostered. rostered. Hard, yeah, started. So yeah. fantasy's got to be even lower than that because those are people just punting at the
0: price. Yeah, maybe so. Um, well, there's deeper leagues too, but either way. Uh, right. He was signed to the Dolphins' active roster after a big day against the Jets. Uh, I think this is a bigger NFL story than a fantasy story because their rest of season schedule is really rough um new orleans this week and then at tennessee one of the toughest run defenses uh, that have emerged lately and then new england's not horrible but uh, that's that's week uh, 18 so i think this hurts gaskin more than it sheds any light on duke johnson
1: there's no possible way this was their game plan going into the game he just was hot and they're like keep feeding him
0: yeah, I think the biggest takeaway is that I'm avoiding yeah. all running backs from this team rest of season if I can. Yeah, it hurts Caskin more than it
1: helps Johnson, I would agree. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Jalen Waddell, uh, I don't believe he's been elevated off the COVID list yet, so we'll monitor that. Uh, Devontae Parker, four catches, 68 yards and a touchdown, 16.8 fantasy points. Still the most reliable pass catcher besides Waddell. Uh, and then just a small footnote here, Will Fuller. Uh, Not expected back this season, his season stats. How dare you put his season stats after, (laughs) like, two games, maybe? His season stats were four catches on eight targets for 26 yards. And he sat on my IR spot all year,
1: and I probably dropped him about three times, but
0: worth it. It's, uh, I I don't know what else to say besides maybe next year. (laughs) Uh, New Orleans ranks middle of the road in passing yards allowed and total yards allowed, fourth in points allowed. Uh, I, I, Devontae Parker and maybe Mike Kosicki and obviously Waddle if he's healthy. But uh, that's kind of the big takeaways from this team. Yep. Uh, and then on to the Saints. I've got very few notes here. Taysom Hill, finally disappointed as a starter. He got you nine and a half fantasy points. Uh, inefficient throwing. Very little rushing production, 33 yards on 11 carries. Uh, Miami is middle of the road in all defensive categories. Uh, do you think Taysom Hill bounces back this week? I th- under the big lights on Monday night.
1: I think he does. I mean, we saw what he did under the big lights Thursday night against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. did four interceptions and still managed to have a good game because of his rushing upside. Yeah, yeah. His rushing upside just too. Good to pass up on. Yeah, it was. I mean, it literally was, too good to pass up on because of the way a, he plays. It
0: was a horrible game between the Saints and the and the Buccaneers. the 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 final score was nine nothing. Yeah. So, I, better than Brady, fantasy point wise. Yeah, if Brady had gotten thirty three rushing yards, they would have been close. Something would have been really up if Brady got 33 rushing yards. Yeah, they would have done like a, some kind of fake play. Uh, let's wrap this up, though. Mark, I'll, I'll ask you this last thing, and I know what you're going to say, but i got to ask it. Marquez Calloway, 6 catches, 112 yards, 17.2 fantasy points. Is this something or nothing? Nothing. I mean... Say it louder for the... Nothing. For the, yeah. I right. mean, this is someone that thought that this could be a
1: good flyer going into the season because he'd have to be their de facto number one with Michael Thomas being out. He's had that role all season, and has done very little with it. Uh, and people would expect that performance uh, on a more regular basis if they were actually going to invest in him as a, on the fantasy team. Uh, I'm still looking for more Lil Jordan Humphrey performances because whenever I saw his name pop up on the screen, I was like, "No way!" And that is the most exciting thing out of the Saints pass catchers. All
0: right. Me. Well, look look that up if you haven't seen that already. Uh, that's a that's a fun little fact right there for you. Uh, we're gonna wrap wrap it up here. Uh, If you listened through the end, or if you just jumped around and you happened to stumble upon this ending, thank you for listening. Uh, We will be back uh, during this holiday week on Saturday as normal for news and DFS. Carson's shrugging, but it's going to happen. Um, So we're going to get some good content out for you guys, and we will talk to you soon. Peace out.